Kyrie Irving just requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets ahead of the trade deadline. So we're going to be talking about what that means for the Houston Rockets. So stay tuned on this episode of the Bright Eye Show. Welcome back to the episode of the Brad and Will Show. I'm your first host, as always, Will. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bias Houston. Over there, we know about the post game spaces, constant aggregation. We've been talking a lot about the Houston Rockets lately. So, um, actually, a lot of the Houston Texans lately. You know, we just hired D'Amico Ryan. So, um, you want to tap in with, with Houston Sports over there? Um, we got you covered, and I'll pass it off to Brad. As always, I'm your other host, Brad. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at Gay. And we appreciate you guys for listening. If you're tuning in right now, make sure to subscribe if you aren't already. And, you know, you can listen to, to us speak on this podcast. We have highlights coming your way. Uh, it's a fun little page, so definitely tap in if, if you're listening. But outside of that, man, this crazy news just dropped out of nowhere. Uh, Will was at the grocery store. I, I saw the news. I thought it was fake. And it, it just broke uh, It broke every social media site. So, Will, like, what, what were your thoughts on it? We had to come with an emergency podcast today. Yeah. So we usually don't have a podcast like this in the middle of the week, just on the middle of the day. But um, Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN reports Brooklyn Nets star Kyber Irving has told the franchise that he wants to be traded at a Thursday's uh, deadline. Trade deadlines next week. Kyber Irving has requested a trade. Um, we're going we're gonna to break down, you know, all of the, the ramifications of this for like the Nets, the Houston Rockets, what that kind of means, you know, going forward and just some, you know, the different little conversations that that uh, that kind of spew off from that. But before I even want to like, I just, before we break it down, like I just want to talk about just kind of how like shocking the news was. Um, I, I told Brad this earlier. I was um, usually when it comes to to breaking news like this, especially when it comes to the NBA world and something as big as like this, because I mean, we guys know if you've been following us on, on, the, on the podcast, the spaces, the, the, T, the TL, you know, we've been manifesting the Brooklyn Nets downfall for like quite some time now. So like usually I would be on top of stuff like this. Um, I was like washing my hair when uh, <laughs> when the news broke, Brad. I was I was in the shower washing my hair. Um, I got out, put some leave-in conditioner in, put some oil on my scalp, and I checked my phone. And I had like 15 different tags and a bunch of texts. And I saw Asad had texted me. Uh, and Asad doesn't really like I, I text Asad every now and then. But usually if like Asad needs to get a hold of me, like he'll just like DM me on Twitter or say something in the group chat. Um, but he texts me. And I'm like, okay, well, like. I have a bunch of tags and Asad's texted me. So like, maybe this is the end. Maybe somebody's like exposed me or something. Like, you know, this is like the, <laughs> the end of, yeah, it's the end of bias season. Like yeah, if I got 15 different tags, I'm getting texts. Like, you know, this must be the end of the world. Um, and so I load up the, um, I load up his text and even like made my heart drop even more. I, you know, how like on, on iMessage, how you can sometimes see like a preview of the tweet. I couldn't yeah. see it. Like it, I, I couldn't, so I'm like, well, okay, well, like, I, what's going on? So I, I like literally click on the link and open it up in like the the Safari browser, and I see Woj say, uh, you know, what I just read out, Kyrie's the man of the trade, and like, you know, the first thing you do every time you see something like this is it takes you like 30 seconds for it to like sit in, like, oh, like this is real, and then you have, you sit there and you like you make sure it's not one of those fake Woj accounts, you're not getting tricked. All right, can make sure it's not subscribed to the group. Yeah, you got to make sure like you're not getting tricked. And then it's like, oh, like Kyrie's the man of the trade. And like, this is something that, like I said, I have been hoping and praying for uh, for quite some time now. So I don't know. That was just kind of my initial reaction. What was your initial reaction, Brad? 
mine was I saw it. Someone sent it into the uh, to the Twitter group chat. So again, first instinct, I looked at it and I sat there maybe ten seconds. Well, I'm sitting there looking at the check mark. Yeah, looking at stamps. I click on the tweet. I'm like, is this a fake? And then I go to this page and I'm like, yo, this is real. And it, it's really just shocking to me because the Brooklyn Nets are a team that started off very poorly. They went on a they won 18 games in a 20 game stretch. And then, you know, KD got hurt. And they've been staying afloat since then. I thought everything was good over there. Uh, I was personally thinking that Kyrie was going to stay, KD was going to stay. Um, any Rockets fan, we haven't been talking about this Brooklyn, you know, these Brooklyn assets for a reason. Like, it's just been out of the picture because Brooklyn's just been looking good. But all of a sudden, it just flips like that because Kyrie Irving and the Nets can't come uh, can't come to an agreement. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Will, I don't know if you have the report on you, but they they wanted to include stipulations into Kyrie Irving's contract. And Kyrie just wanted his max deal and with nothing else involved. And the Nets they didn't want to do that. So Kyrie wasn't happy with it. Uh, and as a result, we, we have this trade request. And if they don't grant his trade request, he's going to be gone in July. And that means a lot, obviously, for Rockets fans because the Rockets have uh, the first-round pick swap of the Brooklyn Nets in 2023, uh, first-round pick in 2024, pick swap in 2025, another first-round pick in 2026, and then lastly, a uh, pick swap in 2027. All of these are unprotected. And if all goes well and it's looking like it's going well right now and Kyrie is gone, you have to assume that Kevin Durant is also gone, and that means the Rockets have the jackpot with this James Harden trade. So will Going on to the assets portion of it for the Houston Rockets, it just makes your eyes light up. So what are you thinking about it so far? I know a lot of people were saying that, like, over the summer when KD first put his trade request in, because we, we've kind of done this before, right? Where, like, KD put a trade in. Um, we kind of did this. Although I, I do want to distinguish the difference between this, before we stop here, distinguish the difference between KD and Kyrie's trade request. When KD put the trade request, one, it was in the offseason. So like that's there's a, there's a big difference between trading in the offseason and in, in, in the middle of a season, the deadline. Um, but two, Katie put this trade request in almost like the same season, I believe he had signed that extension. So like the Nets just re-signed Kevin Durant, and whatever team was going to be trading for Kevin Durant was going to be getting Kevin Durant, you know, in his prime on that deal for I think it was like four or five years at that time. So it was going to be really difficult to to trade Kevin Durant one because there was no there was no um, urgency in Brooklyn to move him. You have him locked up for four or five years. You don't have to trade him. It's the offseason. Nothing's really going on right now anyways. You can hold on to him, play a little bit of hardball. And, you know, what ended up happening out was what was the best case scenario for them was that Katie uh, just put it, uh, retracted his trade request. Now, I don't know if that's because he really felt a different way about it or because he realized, like, hey, I'm not getting traded. But the market for Katie was super duper difficult because if you know one of the guys, you know, arguably a top five player in our in our, our league right now. So you're gonna be getting one of the best players in the league at his position. Um, it was gonna be really difficult to trade for him. It's not quite the same thing with Kyrie Irving, right? One, because Kyrie is Kyrie, um, and he's you know, he has a reputation around the NBA uh of not being the most stable or reliable. Um, and so off rips, if you're somewhat viewed as like, I don't call him a damaged commodity, but like his value is not going to be reflected with what he's going to produce on the court, right? I, I think he's worth a lot less than what someone who produces those numbers would be worth. One, because of the fact that you don't know if Kyrie's going to show up to work tomorrow. He's, he's shown us time and time again that he's he's okay taking PTO. Um, you know, if, if the going gets tough, I, I, I respect his decision not to get the vaccine, but you know, God forbid another pandemic happens, right? He's pretty much made it known, hey, I won't be there. You know what I'm saying? And he, and Kyrie's also, you know, told us plenty of times in the past, like he doesn't plan on playing. 
um, you know, too late into his career. He might retire early. Like he's shown this time and time again that basketball is kind of like a hobby to him. And so you don't want to tr- you don't want to move all your assets for somebody like that. Um, but most importantly, the, the, here's the biggest difference uh, is that one, it's at the trade deadline. And two, Kyrie Irving is an unrestricted free agent this summer, meaning they can't play hardball with Kyrie. They He has all the leverage right now, whereas Katie had somewhat leverage by virtue of being a superstar. Kyrie has all the leverage in the world right now because if you don't trade him, he's just going to walk in free agency. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, uh, yeah, well, so we, we, we can talk about all what that means for the Rockets. But going back to what you're saying about the picks, um, because of the nature of what's about to happen with Brooklyn, um, I don't see a world where Brooklyn is is going to be competitive anytime soon. Like I, I think that they might finish this season out. It wouldn't shock me if Kevin Durant doesn't get traded at the deadline. Like, if I'm Brooklyn, I'm not trading him at the deadline. I, I think that would kind of be a, a ill-advised decision to make. But, but I thought I said Kevin. Oh, you said Sorry, Kevin. Okay, yeah, I thought I said yeah. I wouldn't trade KD at the deadline. I would. I would. I mean, you got to trade Kyrie. But I wouldn't trade KD at the deadline. I, I feel like that would be you're rushing it a little bit too much, and you probably get a little bit more from if you went to the offseason. Um, but after this season, I think that you do have. I mean, like depending on what you get for Kyrie, which is looking like you're not going to get that much back for him, um, like the window's closed. You know, like you're you're not gonna you're not gonna win a championship. And uh, I, I pulled up their uh, their standings right now. They're just I think oh, was it three and a half games just at the playing tournament. Like they're not that far. From being a playing team, and the East is competitive this year. Like there are guys, like, like teams like um, Atlanta, um, you know, like there, there are teams out there that would really like to move up uh, in their seating. Um, and so I could very well see the the Nets falling out, you know, the playoff picture and into the playing tournament picture. Um, and then beyond that, you lose Kyrie. You're probably going to lose in KD this offseason. I just don't. Even if you do trade KD for you know a Jalen Brown, that's someone that was rumored in the offseason, like a Brandon Ingram. I still don't see how you 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 become a competitive team. Like the, you don't have that many assets, you're not gonna have that much cap space. Um, so all that say, all that to say, man, those picks are gonna be good. Uh I I I I genuinely believe that the picks are gonna be good. Now, whether that's you know number one pick in the draft good or just you know top, like I I'm I'm willing to bet right now that at least one of those picks is gonna be a top 10 pick in in, in their respective draft, just because I just don't see a way for Brooklyn given the circumstance to be a good team, especially in the Eastern Conference, which is getting better every single day. There are teams out there that are improving. Um, we talked about in the space today, Orlando clearly has next. Detroit clearly has next. Like the, the spots in the playoffs are getting, you know, it's, it's getting less spots every single day. And Brooklyn's, you know, they're turning on the downward, not the upward. So I like I'm if I was a betting man right now, I'd bet that at least one of those Brooklyn picks are going to be pretty good. And I'm going to bet even more of them will be. I have to agree with you on that front, Will, because when I'm looking at the packages right now for Kyrie Irving, again, this is a deal where you almost have to just trade him for the best deal you get or he's going to walk in the free agency. Unless the Nets just think they can persuade or, you know, convince, you know, Kyrie to stay, you know, in, in the months See, after. I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but, like, if there is one guy I'm not going to try to persuade, like, it's one thing to get Kevin Durant to go back on his trade request. I'm not playing with Kyrie Irving. He he's he shown me multiple times. He he will quit this basketball stuff tonight. Like if you if you push him to his limit. So like I'm not playing with Kyrie. If Kyrie says trade me, I'm 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 finding a way to get rid of him. He's not the guy oh, I, you, I, I play around with. The Brooklyn Nets management before I answer the question. Do you you would 
You wouldn't give Kyrie Irving a max knowing that it messes up your chances of winning a, a championship. Oh, oh, if, if I could re-sign Kyrie, like if he if he wants to take the, the offer, yeah, I mean, you got to. You have no, the alternative is letting him go for nothing. Um, but I, I kind of feel like Kyrie at this point feels a little disrespected. Um, and I, I, the, the, I don't want to jump the conversation a little bit too much here, but the writing on the wall for Kyrie Irving to end up as a Los Angeles Laker has kind of been there for a while now. And like, that's, that's, that's where I think he's going to end up at. That's right. been like, we were hearing about that in the off season. I think that's where he wants to be. That's where he wants his family to be. Um, so beyond, like I said, feeling like, like, I think he feels insulted. I think he wants to be in LA. I don't think he wants to play with LeBron. Um, I think Kyrie's gone. I don't, I don't think, I don't think you can salvage this one with, with Kyrie where you can salvage with Katie. Yeah. So just just looking from uh, if you're looking at the Brooklyn Nets and you think they're going to be a good team in the future, you know, without Kyrie, I, I, I don't see it at all. I'm looking at the different trade scenarios, the only scenario I can see where the Nets come out as a competitive basketball team is with the Phoenix Suns. I saw that mentioned by Woj. Uh, and they also mentioned recently that the Suns, they think that, you know, Chris Paul could be aging and he's not the same guy as he was before. In a scenario that you get a Kyrie and Chris Paul swap, it may not be, you know, player for player. But, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, they, they, they'll be a competitive basketball team still. And that could probably convince Kevin Durant to stay maybe a few years later. But outside of that scenario, you're getting Russell Westbrook from the Lakers and what else? And any other deal, maybe Kyle Lowry and some extras from, from the Heat. I'm not if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm out of there, man. I can't stay. <laughs> Y'all ran away, James Harden. Uh Kyrie's now gone. Back to back trade deadlines. I lost my, you know, two of my my my, my superstar teammates. I gotta go to if, if I'm Kevin Durant. And what that means for the Rockets is, as Will said, you're probably getting, you know, a, a top 10 pick somewhere in the mix. You know, look at the NBA recently. Any team that tries to trade their superstar away, you know, they They've been rewarded lately. Just look at the Pelicans. They, they have a pick waiting for the Los Angeles Lakers right now. They already got Dyson Daniels, um, which was a pick that everyone thought was going to be a late first. And they got a they got Dyson for the seventh pick in the draft, I want to say. They, they might get another huge pick this year. Um, I'm, I'm blanking, Will, but there's there's another team in there that, that's giving away a superstar and that turned into a really uh, I mean, the Clippers uh, The Clippers traded Paul George for Paul George and uh, OKC got SG out of it. And um, Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I I don't know how much I believe in the longevity of the Clippers either. Like I I think they might be on the way out um, yeah. with, with Kawhi and Paul George injury issues. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quickly about the Clippers, I do like them healthy if they're healthy because Kawhi's been playing better. But they they have to stay healthy. Did you uh, did you catch that uh that Bucks game yesterday? I missed it. What happened? What happened? They were awful. Like oh, Kawhi sorry. and Paul. I missed the game winner. Right? Terrible. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they were terrible in the stretch down the game. But but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, just, just looking at the Nets after this, the aftermath, the Rockets are, are sitting pretty. And again, the Rockets season has not been optimistic. We know it's a young team, but at the end of the day, we haven't seen a lot of, you know, structure within the offense, which has frustrated a lot of people. And the Nets have been good to the point where we haven't been focusing on the picks. But now you, you come into today, a random 3 o'clock bomb, and it changes the outlook on the Rockets' future again. So it, this could be really good for us, of course. Um if all goes well in a dream scenario, I was thinking about this, Will. You get Wimby with the first pick in the draft, right? You get James Harden. Kyrie and KD both leave Brooklyn. Now you have all these picks, right? And you have all this cap space, too. And so now you just have a perfect future and everything is well. But that's a that's a dream scenario. You have a 14% chance to get Wimby. We don't know if Harden's coming. 
And we still don't know if uh, Kyrie and KD are going to leave. You know, we've seen this movie before uh, with the trade requests. And if Kyrie's not gone at this deadline, well, I will say I do believe he will be gone in July. We'll tweet this out. We'll tweet this out way long ago. The last time this this whole ordeal happened, you know, the Brooklyn Nets have been waiting to implode. And it, just because it didn't happen then means they're going to have to revisit this again soon. They, they're going to have to try to make it work with Kyrie eventually. And it's, it's not working right now. I don't think it's going to work anytime soon. But last thing I will mention for this pod, if Kyrie Irving does not get traded at this deadline, I am enticed to feel a little better in, in my personal opinion. Just because the Nets... No, that's, the, that's the best outcome. That's the best outcome, in my opinion, if you personally believe the Nets and Kyrie are not going to be able to get anything done. In that scenario, they don't get any assets back that can help them, which, you know, of course, worsens the, Rock, the Rockets' pick. Now, if they just lose Kyrie for nothing in the offseason... Now this Nets team just looks awful. You feel me? They they look they're not the same team. And then Kevin's definitely gonna want out because he doesn't have the help that he needs. He's not gonna stick around for Ben Simmons and an emerging uh, Nicholas Claxton, even though Claxton's a really good player. You know what's crazy too is uh, I didn't know until today Claxton's a free agent this summer, like unrestricted. Unrestricted. Yeah, they could lose Claxton too. Like, yeah, it, it, it could get real nasty for Brooklyn, bro. Like they could lose. And they, they don't. They, have- I, and so, he, I think I think he's going to get paid this summer because he's been playing at like a, a deep point level. Um, he's been he's been a, a really nice up and coming star in the NBA. Like he's probably going to get paid this summer. So yeah, and, but, and they don't have they don't have restricted rights on him, so he he could just up and leave. Yeah, yeah. Those are my ultimate thoughts on the move. You know, you know, as a rap, you know, if Kyrie's gone now or not, this is telling that they're not going to be able to make something. Where, you know, they viewed Kyrie as a as a you know a detriment to the franchise. Um, with media, with everything, they just don't want to deal with him. So it's it's gonna they're gonna depart eventually, and that's gonna be a great thing for the Rockets. I had uh, two more things I wanted to add. One, um, um, I saw a lot of people, you know, that maybe it's the vocal minority here, but I saw some people suggesting like, should the Rockets be interested in trying to? I forgot. Yeah, something. trying to play for Kyrie. Absolutely not. Like it, it we're we're so far away from contention. Um, and one, I don't think that I don't like I said, I, I'm I'm very positive wherever Kyrie Irving lands, it's where he wants it to be. I don't think Kyrie's going nowhere that he doesn't want to go. Um, just because, you know, like if if let's say for example, I don't know, Washington could put together a package that, that Brooklyn liked um for Kyrie, Kyrie could just tell his agent, hey, tell him I'm not resigning with him. And you know, you just wouldn't you if you're Washington, it would be foolish of you to offer that package for somebody who's who's told you he's gonna resign, he's not gonna resign with you in the offseason. So I think wherever Kyrie ends up. Like I said, my money's on LA. I think he's going to play with LeBron in LA. Um, I think I think where he ends up is it's where he wanted to be all along anyway. So um, one, I don't think he's going to pick Houston. But even if he did say he was open to playing in Houston, um, man, like like I said, if there's one guy you do not want to play with right now, it's Kyrie Irving. Like I I don't think that it makes any sense at all for us to move any type of assets for him. Um, he's you know what I'm saying just for him to potentially leave in the offseason or. or Worst case scenario, we we give him that extension that he wants, and then he decides he's not playing the next day. So, absolutely not. Do not want Kyrie Irving in Houston. Um, we thank him for his service and blowing up the Brooklyn Nets, but uh, that that'll be it. Um, and then the last thing I want to bring up, we talked about this over the summer with the Kevin Durant trade, and this is kind of still is on on play with Kyrie's trade, and then the subsequent Kevin Durant trade, which we all think is going to be inevitable after this. Um, Brooklyn's picks, the fact that we own Brooklyn's picks, they're kind of sandwiched, right? Because they have no choice while we own the picks but to try and compete because they can't tank, right? They they don't have the avenue 
attacking those picks are unprotected. So you can't you can't even do what Houston did with OKC, where we 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 bought them now and you know luck was on our side and we got our pick back. Like that's not how this works with with uh with, with Brooklyn. That's unprotected. So we own those picks until 2027. So you, they don't have the avenue to tank. So they're pretty much forced into trying to you know stay stay afloat, which might just be make them perennially like a, a playoff. I mean a playing team. Um, but like that's their best case scenario. I say all that to say. Brooklyn's picks are going to be valuable, kind of in that same way that uh, the number one when the Celtics got uh, the Brooklyn picks about a decade ago. Everybody knew every single year, like those are going to be a really valuable pick. Like that was the pick that if you could get any of them, you wanted that pick because you knew it was going to be good. Um, I think we're going to start seeing that trend with the Brooklyn picks. So they're going to be pretty valuable on, on the trade market. I think they'll be even more valuable to Brooklyn themselves because it grants Brooklyn the right to tank. Why that's interesting is because if Let's say they do trade KD this offseason, right? Whoever they get in exchange for KD, they could potentially reroute that guy to Houston in exchange for their picks back, right? So they can they can so they can tank again, right? So that's like I said, that that's pretty cool because Brooklyn probably wouldn't be interested in any like young players for Kevin Durant per se, because like you know, you want to stay afloat. But if you could, you know, let's say for example, uh, I'm just throwing a name out here, right? Shaden Sharp, right? Let, let's say Portland decides, hey, we want to move everything for Kevin Durant this summer. We'll give you Shaden Sharp, whatever else you want. Houston could say, hey, we like Shaden Sharp. Here, we'll give you, you know, one of your picks back. Give us Shaden Sharp. And, like, in a vacuum, Shaden Sharp is worth more than that, right? But because Brooklyn's picks are worth a lot to Brooklyn, like, we could end up getting a guy like that. Or, like, you know, Scotty Barnes is somebody who was rumored to be on the move for Kevin Wright this summer from Toronto. And I I think that shit might have sailed. But, like, let's say he is. Let's say Scotty Barnes is out there available for a, a, a trade for Kevin Durant. Brooklyn's like, hey, we, we're willing to trade. Katie to Toronto uh, for Scotty Barnes. If I'm Houston, I'm like, hey, what do y'all want for y'all picks back? Because like, I want Scotty. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's that's a guy out there that you could potentially look to, uh, to bring into Houston. So, like I said, that's where it gets really interesting for me uh, as Rockets fans. It's not necessarily just keeping the picks. I'm looking to see like, hey, what's out there for me to trade these picks for? Because like, I, I do think we're getting to the point in time where we want to start being a little bit competitive more than we want to be like banking on the lottery every single year. So if I can get a really nice young talent, you know, someone who or not even just a young talent, let's say let's say Jalen Brown is out there, right? Let's say that 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 um the Celtics for some reason move Jalen Brown for KD. Like, yeah, I, I take Jalen Brown on the Rockets. I would give up some of those picks for for um for Jalen Brown. And now you're getting Jalen Brown for a lot cheaper than you probably would because you know Brooklyn wants their picks back. Um so that's just something to keep an eye out on. If you, you want to play one of the trade machine to just kind of see um what all you can kind of do to to you know get creative and bring somebody who otherwise probably wouldn't be in Houston to Houston. Um, but yeah, I think that's all my thoughts on the Kyrie Irving trade uh, request. Like I said, I think he's ended up in LA. I think he's been playing with LeBron. Um, it's a good day to be a Rockets fan because we just, there's not a lot to be excited about this season, but this is something to be excited about. Um, like I said, we've been, we've been kind of praying for the Nets to implode. I, I, I you said it, Brad. I, I said, I called this months ago. I, I, I knew it wasn't going to last the, the, just because of how volatile, the personalities were and how how many questions weren't addressed. I was like, man, like this is not gonna. They're, they're not gonna be fine. Even even if they they keep it together, I'm like, they're just one disappointing playoff run away from this being it. And now you're stuck rebuilding around Ben Simmons. It happened a lot sooner than I thought it would, but it's it's gonna happen, bro. Like it's Kyrie Irving is. I think he I think he's gone sooner than we think he is. Um, and then from there, it's just a domino. I think the only thing that kind of keeps him afloat is what Brad said that Chris Paul trade. That'll Chris Paul can keep the Nets. Katie and Chris Paul, they can kind of keep that team semi-afloat. Um, but who knows? That, that, you know, he didn't even want to play in Phoenix. 
even funnier, LeBron James just tweeted out some eye emojis with the crown. So maybe for he, real? I swear he just tweeted that out. So maybe he wants I to. Mean, but like that's the thing though. Like I, I think if um if Braun says bring him to LA, like I think he's going to LA because he already has that uh, Kyrie already has that connection with LeBron. He has all the leverage in the world to say trade him to the Lakers. And you know, they don't have the best assets in the world, but Russell Westbrook and those two first round picks, which, which I think will actually be pretty bad. I think those Lakers picks are gonna be pretty good because I don't think the Lakers are gonna be good in 2025-2027. Um, but like that might be the best thing you have on the table, you know. So like I, if if LeBron says bring Kyrie to LA, I think he's going to LA. Yeah. And just to wrap the two, you know, topics that Will mentioned, I'm on the same page with the Rockets not trading for Kyrie. Not only is it a bad idea, in my opinion, to get rid of your assets for a guy who may leave in the offseason, that's not a guy that you want to commit to, a guy who has, you know, who has left every situation that he's been in. But whether you think this Brooklyn situation is on the Brooklyn management or him, regardless, I don't see Kyrie Irving working long term in Houston. If this was 2K and we're just looking at a player standpoint, yeah, bring Kyrie Irving in because the Rockets need a point guard and they need a guy that can go in there and hoop, you know? But this is Kyrie Irving we're talking about. And as Will mentioned, that's not a guy that you really want to build your, you know, your franchise around. So, yeah. And then to your next point, I just, I disagree. Um, I feel like Kyrie Irving, uh, ultimately, if I had to guess where he would go, Will, it would be the Lakers. Um, the Lakers or, or no team at all, maybe Phoenix. Uh, I don't know if Phoenix is serious about it. I, I've mentioned that's the best deal, in my opinion, for them, for the Nets. Yeah, that makes sense for both teams. That's very fair. Uh, in, a, in a realistic way, I think that's what the Nets would do just because they had that really high price in the offseason. I feel like they'd want a CP3 calendar guy. And if not, then he's just gone for nothing. So, yeah. I don't know. the best case scenario here. I, I would I would love that. <laughs> the best case scenario. But we'll see how it unfolds. Um, trade deadline again is on Thursday. So we're going to see what ends up happening. But as always, that's, that's everything I have to say. Well, if you had anything else to add. Yeah, as always, if you're listening, we appreciate you guys. Make sure to subscribe. We just got 500 recent, uh, recently, so we appreciate the love there. Um, again, if you want to tap into my Twitter, I'm on or Twitter or Instagram. It's at BraddoNBA, and I appreciate the love as always. I'll pass it off to Will. And uh, as always, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bias Houston. Like, like Brad said, we really, really, really appreciate all the support you've been showing us on the show lately. Um, hopefully Kyrie, you know, I, I kind of don't want him to get traded, but if he does, I mean, hopefully it's for pennies in the dollar. Um, so the Nets will, you know, just take him to implode this offseason. Um, that's it, though. Uh, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week.